I just want to share a few thoughts about something Jesus has been talking to me about. And uh, it's the fact that when we say yes to following him, we begin this great adventure. And it's a journey that we go on. And the journey is, in a sense, outward in that our behavior changes and we begin to kind of do the things of the kingdom of heaven. But it's also an inward journey. And it's a journey to becoming like him. Jesus' character, if you like, is our destination uh, on the path that he takes us inwardly. And the, the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians chapter 5, are, the fruit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. It's, um, it's a brilliant description of what Jesus is like. And it's a brilliant description of how we are being transformed on the inside, that the word is sanctification, to become like him. That's what we're going to end up like. That's the plan. Um, my question would be, how have you been finding that in lockdown? How's it been going? Uh, because what I have found is I have had good days and I've had bad days. And um, there have been times when it's been a real struggle. And if I look at that list um, that are the fruits of the Spirit... You know, I found myself on some, uh, some weeks being less patient, uh, less kind, less gentle, um, feeling like I've got less self-control, um, things that I thought I'd dealt with, um, they're now resurfacing and, and they're a struggle again. Uh, if I've been overwhelmed by an emotion, it's been anxiety or, or anger sometimes rather than joy. And one of the things that I've been saying to myself is, this is just lockdown. And you know what, we're going to get through it. And if I can just get my head down and keep going, then eventually things will kind of return to normal and I'll be able to be a bit more like Jesus again. I'll become a little bit, maybe a little bit nicer. And I've realized that if that is the approach I take during this time, then I'm going to have a massive opportunity. One of the things um, that I think we see in Scripture is that when things are at their hardest for us, that's when character transformation, that work that God does in us of shaping us into his likeness, that work becomes easiest for him. And it's a little like when metal is heated up, it becomes more malleable. Um, in the same way, when we go through seasons of, of trial and testing and suffering, if we say yes to him, and if we open ourselves up to him, He's able to do a deep work in us in, in bringing change. And I suppose my, my approach to it has shifted, recognizing that, that there's a potential here for um, me to say yes to becoming more like Jesus. What, how do I partner with him in what he might want to do? It's helpful to understand uh, one of the things that's happening during lockdown. And I think of it a little like uh, who we are is really being revealed. So I don't know if you've ever had... Um, you probably had it in the last couple of months, we've knocked on somebody's door, paid them a surprise visit, and uh, of course, because none of us are really expecting visitors, none of us are prepared for visitors, so people answer the door, and uh, they, don't, they haven't had the chance to make themselves presentable. So they might say something like, I don't normally look like this. I'm, you know, I, I don't normally wear the same sweaty T-shirt for three weeks in a row. And that's code for, I'm really... I'm really much more together. My life is really much more together than it might look to you right now on my doorstep. 
uh, or somebody might answer the door and they haven't had time to kind of get their makeup on or get their whole hair sorted out. And again, um, people often apologize for that, don't they? They say, say normally, I don't, normally, normally I don't really look like this. And again, that might be code for normally I'm a lot more attractive than I, than I seem right now. But, you know, this is just lockdown life. Uh, this isn't my normal face. And I don't know how to respond to people when they say things to me like, this isn't my normal face. Because there's a part of me that wants to say, gosh, um, I hate to break this to you, but that is your actual face. That is actually what your face looks like. You just haven't had time to cover it up yet. And uh, I feel like I've been doing the same thing with my character during the last three months where I've caught myself just looking not very good in a, in a not particularly flattering light. And what I've said to myself is, this isn't actually what I'm like. This isn't my actual character. This is just lockdown. And um, I, I've been using the phrase, this is very out of character for me. When I've, when I've lost my temper or I've seen myself being very selfish or whatever it's been, this is very out of character for me. And if I said that to you, you would be right to respond to me. No, Andy, that's in character for you. It's, it's not the whole of your character because you've got all the good stuff in there as well. Uh, it's by no means the main part of your character. Um, but, and of course, when things are difficult, the worst of who we are sometimes comes to the surface. But this stuff that you're seeing in yourself, you might wanna go and look in the mirror because this is coming from within. Uh, it's not something that's external to you, it's coming from inside you. And often it's during times when we're under extreme pressure that we catch a glimpse of some of the darker sides of our character, the bits that we wish weren't actually there. And I know if I, were, I was watching this, what I would be thinking to myself is, that's, that's, been, that's been happening to basically all of my friends and family. You know, I need to get my flatmate over to watch this because the darker side of their character has been exposed. I need to get my partner watching this. I must get my kids to sit down and watch this because who they are has been revealed. Um, that's what I want to do as well. But I've had this, this thing Jesus says um, just going around in my head for a couple of weeks now. And he says it in um, Matthew chapter 7, starting verse 3. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there is a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the plank out of your own eye and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Now what he's saying there is, is rather than spending our time just pointing out the fact that everybody we know seems to have become a little bit dysfunctional in some ways at some points during lockdown. He says, hey, have, have a look in the mirror. Um, and what, one of the things he's getting at here is the fact that all of us have blind spots. Um, a bit like when we're driving, you can have a physical blind spot, but we also have spiritual blind spots. And there are um, you know, maybe behaviors that we, we, we have that we don't realize we're doing. Um, and sometimes stopping and reflecting a little bit can kind of show us that. I know that I've had times where people have said things to me like, hey Andy, um, just when you act like this, it comes across like you, you don't care about people. Or Andy, just, just so you're aware, when you do this, you, you come across really quite arrogant. 
And there have been, it may be that if we were to stop and just to reflect a little on, hang on a second, what are my, what are my blind spots in my behavior? We might realize there's some stuff there that's been a pattern for a few months now. Um, oh my word, actually if I stop and think about it, I spent quite a bit of time comparing myself to people and feeling resentful. Or I've spent quite a bit of time being envious. Or I, I really have lost my temper more times than maybe I've admitted to myself. That might be a bit of a blind spot for me. But the other thing um, that I've been realizing is that there's the behaviors that we're not always aware of, but also there's often there's something deeper going on beneath them that drives those behaviors. And one of the reasons we know that is because how many, none of us wake up in the morning and just our plan for the day is to be vindictive and nasty to people. Um, you know, when we sat down at the start of lockdown, probably most of us did not make a plan that was something like, okay, during lockdown, my game plan is I'm going to be really insecure and withdraw uh, from all my relationships and isolate myself. None of us would have a strategy for the week that says, I'm going to lose my temper with the people that I love. But what happens um, for, for all of us at some points is we find ourselves giving into a behavior that we don't want to do and we don't know how not to. Um, it's what Paul says in, in Romans chapter 7 where he, he talks about the good that I want to do, I find myself not doing. And then all the bad stuff that I don't want to do, I find myself doing that stuff and, and, and what's going on there. One of the things that, that can be going on is that without us being aware of it, there are things, there are fears or, or other things inside of us that drive our behavior. Um, it's a little like a, a phone. You know, if all the surface stuff on the phone, the apps and things like that are, are glitching and they're not working, um, there's that surface level stuff, but often it's something in, in the operating system that's gone wrong. And lockdown is bringing these, these things up to the surface and I think they become a little more obvious to us. And so we have an opportunity to try and discern what's going on beneath the surface with our God and with the Holy Spirit. Now we can do this in conversation with good friends, but also we can do it by sitting, really just sitting quietly with God and having a conversation. And just, just saying to him what we're noticing is going on in ourselves and then listening for his response and for what he might say. And the psalm uh, that we had read to us just a few minutes ago is, is getting at that in the final couple of verses. So the psalmist says, Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. What I'm talking about is finding some space, sitting with God, being still with him, and then reflecting together with him. Show me, God, show me what's going on. And I know even as I say that, um, you know, that, that our response to that could be, well, I don't have time for that kind of, kind of introspection. You know, don't we need to be outward looking? Haven't we got a world to change and to reach? And absolutely, the answer to that is yes. We do need to be outward looking and we do have a world to reach. And that is exactly why sometimes it's a good thing to sit and reflect with the Holy Spirit. This isn't navel gazing. This is talking with our Father about some of the stuff that, that we're not aware of about ourselves that he does have an eye on. And we do that because one of the most effective ways we can share who Jesus is with people, well, the most effective way, in fact, the only way, 
is by becoming like him. And we also want to do it because God is our father. We're his children. And he sees things in us that may be trappers or enslavers. And his desire for us is to walk into freedom. So really practically, um, what this looks like for me and what it's looked like for me in the last week is on Monday morning, um, I woke up and I felt really uh, heavy and really, if I'm honest, quite frustrated and quite cross. And um, that hasn't been that unusual for me during this time. And I went to sit, just um, I got up before my kids did, and I just went to sit in the corner of my house and I just had a pray. And uh, I had a little notebook that sometimes I find that helps me. Um, and I just decided I was just going to talk to God about what was going on and see if I could hear him and hear him speak to me about what's going on, because I was just tired of having the same thing every single morning. And I just kind of, I just went through, this is where I'm at. Number one, I'm really cross with myself. Um, I can't really be specific about it, but I just feel really cross and frustrated at myself, that I'm not different. Um, number two, I feel really helpless. Um, almost every day, just like, why can I not trust you? How am I here again? Um, number three, I feel pretty cross at almost everybody else. And I'm finding myself losing, you know, snapping, getting irritated, finding excuses to blame people or to be offended. So that was some of the stuff that was swirling on the surface. And then I just said to the Lord, can you just show me what is going on? Uh, and I sat there for a bit. And after a little while, it's not like you ever hear an audible voice. It's just like a, a nudge, like a sense. I just felt um, that that God said to me, Andy, there's a real fear inside of you that's driving these behaviors. And the fear is you're afraid you're, you're going to be rejected. And, and for you, 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 you think you'll be loved and accepted if you can perform well. And of course, during this season, you're juggling everything and you're not going to be able to perform that well. And so you've got this massive fear because of that subconsciously that, that you're going to start to be rejected by people. And, and the other behaviors are flowing from that. Now, when I realized that was happening, it was like a penny-dropping moment for me. And I was like, oh, that's what's going on. It was a relief to see it. And then I could bring it to Jesus, and I could ask him to help me uh, not live from that place and help me find a little bit of freedom. I know, even as I say this, there's, there's a part of me that recoils from it. And the reason for that is because I think... I've already got enough problems. I've already got enough things that I struggle with that I'm very aware of without digging up any more. Um, I already might struggle already with, with condemnation or with shame or with feeling guilt. So why would I want to, why would I want to ever do this? Um, and the way I think of it, it, it reminds me of something that happened to me when I just moved to Watford. And um, I just graduated from university I had been in an environment for a few years where everybody thought they knew everything and, and I was the worst of the lot. And uh, I found myself driving in a car with Mike one day and um, just saying something uh, off the cuff. Um, and then just sort of as we sat in silence for a minute, just reflecting on what I just said. And it was as if for, for, a, for a few seconds, the best way I can describe it is I suddenly saw that there was a massive plank in my eye. Um, and I just said to Mike, do you know, I think I might have become quite proud. And I, and I remember Mike said to me, and he just said it, he said it so kindly, but he said, yeah, Andy, I've been meaning to talk to you about that. 
and we went on to have quite a chat. Um, but, but for me, the reason I said that in that moment to, to Mike, the reason I brought it to him, is because we've been friends for years. And I absolutely know he has got my back. You know, I, I, we've, been through, we've been through it together. I know I can trust him. I know he's for me. I know he loves me. And so it's safe for me then to say, hey, Mike, I think I might have be becoming a bit proud. And him saying, yeah, why don't we have a chat about that? If that's the case with our closest friends, that is infinitely more the case with our God. And those verses that came right at the end of the psalm, search me, God, and, and show me the way to everlasting, test my heart, you know, don't miss all, you know, virtually the rest of the psalm, not all of it, but almost all of it, is the psalmist David saying, you have searched me, you do know me, you formed me in the womb, in the darkness of the earth, it says, it's like you shaped me. And it says, your works are wonderful. And that means I'm wonderful. And there's nowhere I can get away from your presence, which means there's nowhere I can get away from your love. Even if I try and hide in the darkness, your darkness is as light to you. Even if I go to the far side of the sea, your hand will hold me tight and you will, you will guide me. In other words... The psalmist says, you know me completely from the tip of my hair to, to the tip of my toes. You know me inside and out and you love me. You think I'm wonderful. You delight in me. And so in that context, God, would you show me some of the things that are not of you, that are in my heart? And would you lead me in the way to life? My encouragement would be, let's not miss the opportunity that we have in these days to, to bring to God some of the stuff that we've probably all noticed about ourselves and we don't really like, and to allow him to speak into that. Because what we will meet is not condemnation. We will meet utter love. And we will also find that the Spirit begins to unlock in us the path to freedom.